trying to square it. Mewis, nice swagger from distance, fires it! Terrific, one nothing for Gotham. Williams has won it from Kurtz, and she's back, yes, me and she has settled it! Gotham are heading into the semi-finals! Mewis, to Stengel. That magical night in San Diego, and here's the Gotham's uh, 2023 season recap. The NWSL champions for the first time in club history, earning the first playoff win as well on the way in club history, and finish the regular season in sixth place. And at the bottom, as you can see, last place in 2022, all the way from the bottom, all the way to the very top. Uh, welcome back, everyone. By the way, uh, Kosh just gave me <laughs> Ali's bobblehead. This is so good, Ali. But yeah, the, the low bun. Yeah, the it's, it's going to be a high bun, hasn't it, for you? Let me show everybody. Yeah, at home. The, but low the bun. eyelashes look good. Thank you. <laughs> the blush. I yeah, think the, the high bun's like party. The low bun is like business. So oh, that was okay. 2011 World Cup, Germany low bun, and then ever since I moved home, I kind of. Transition. Yeah, transition. Yeah. Your kids are going to know that. They're like, oh my God, mom's got the low bun. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody clean your room. (laughs) (laughs) This is when you know you've uh, had an amazing career when you've got a bobblehead after you. Looks good. (laughs) Let me pass it over. I don't want to take it away. I might break an arm or something on it. Thank you. Talk to us about this season, Ali, because last season, or I should say now the season prior to that, when you finished the season and you were at the bottom of the table, I remember actually Midge Purse was doing the championship game that was on CBS and she said it gives us hope was it Kansas City that was in the final that had previously finished at the bottom it gives us hope that we could do that you went on to do that but how difficult was it to almost like switch the mindset to think we can actually go from being so low all the way to being the very best in the league I think that's key so in preseason we would kind of joke uh, to each other that we were going to be worse to first. And so it was kind of like, haha, we're going to go worse to first. And then we started actually putting that into action and applying it to every game. And and then the more, you know, wins we had, we were like, okay, we actually, we can, we could really do this. And then, you know, filling some holes and, you know, a new leadership came in and there was uh, automatically a new mentality instilled into the team from, from day one. The first meeting I'll never forget. I was like, wow. Juan means business, and I need to roll up my sleeves and like get to work. Um, so yeah, it was from from you know the very beginning we we recognized that this could really be a thing. What about his style? Because you've actually brought this up a couple of times on this show. You know, Juan Amados is obviously an incredible coach, clearly very inspirational. I got a chance to see him pretty up close with the team, and he speaks to everyone as if he has a very close personal relationship with each and every one of them. But what is it about his style that was so influential? Because he just had a year with you guys. Mm-hmm. I think, one, understanding how to manage players and get the best out of them. Um, you know, because he understands that, one, we're all human. And then, two, you know, in this environment, we're footballers. And so he does a great job at that. But then I think his high press uh, attacking mentality 
uh, is something that I was super attracted to because as a defender and moving into center back from outside back, I could then, you know, high press still mm. and use some of those, um, you know, characteristics that I, that I would use at outside back at center back. And they were really willing for us to, you know, have that type of high press mentality and attacking mentality. Um, and the way you defend is directly related to how you attack. And so if we would defend as a team, as a unit, um, I think we ended up being the best team in the world. Yeah. Uh, winning the ball back in the defend or the opponent's um, defending third. So I think that that was implemented from the very beginning in this just, you know, winning mentality, the winning culture he creates. Um, everything was, you know, about that, even 5v5 every day. There was always a winner. And at the end of training, there's always a picture taken. So you wanted to be in that photo at the end of I every single <laughs> session. And that just instills, you know, that mentality that you, you want to see day in and day out. And the way you train is the way you play. Mm -hmm. So they, they did that from the very beginning. And I think that's what really helped us succeed. So I love hearing you talk about how defensively that's kind of what sets the tone because I feel like when you can high press and you're winning the ball back and you have that energy from as soon as you lose the ball or as soon as there's a goal kick, it sets the tone for the rest of the game. Mm -hmm. And you guys brought in Lynn Williams, mm -hmm. Jenna Nicewanger. Ballers. And ballers. ballers. And Lynn Williams yeah. is by far the best defensive forward, I think, in the world. Mm -hmm. uh, she wins the ball back so much and just how athletic and fast she is. She's mm -hmm. so good on the ball. So how effective was it bringing those two players in at the start of the season? Did that help set the tone of that's going to be our style of play? This is how gritty we're going to be? Absolutely. You see Lynn Williams and how she plays in general is just, um, you know, one pace, I feel mm -hmm. like. And when she <laughs> it's does, annoying. When she, she only got one gear. <laughs> yeah. Too yeah. Fast. And then, you know, so she puts that lever down all the way and, and that throttle, and she's just raring to go. But uh, defensively, like you mentioned, she is that way in the attack, but also defensively, when she loses the ball, she she regains it immediately mm -hmm. within those five seconds. And if not, she helps me and or would help me and then Jenna eventually because of my injury the very first game. Yeah. Jenna was able to have that opportunity to play and perform. And I don't know if she would have ever really gotten into the squad, maybe eventually, but we would have mm -hmm. never known um, that she could have played left back. Um, so that was obviously an amazing coaching decision. Yeah. Um, so credit to them to figure out that she was going to be brilliant there. Um, so having them both on the left side with me was was pretty incredible and um, they made my job pretty easy you know over the over the season which I appreciated I could just organize and just get them the ball <laughs> you you run and I'll I, be right listen, I'm good I'll yeah. You um, yeah so so that was exciting but you're right defensively we all you know were playing as a unit and we all knew our roles and responsibilities and if we weren't going to do that they could find somebody who who would because mm -hmm. our depth was was you know unmatched compared to anyone else in the league, and that's also why I feel like we were successful as well. What, I was going to ask in training, what's it like when Lynn Williams is running at you? Yeah, it's the and worst. you're a center back, and you're like, what is going on? It's the worst. I'm like, we're It's just a blur. Yeah. I was like, dang, no job. You know, just, literally, when you see her take off, you just automatically turn, yeah. and you're like, let's just go. Calling um, for backup. You're literally full sprint. The form has to kick yeah. in. Um, no, all jokes aside, it's, yeah, she's so dangerous and really uncomfortable to play against, but on the other hand, I was able to train against her every day. So mm -hmm. that made me better. And uh, that made all of us better. So 
Yeah, that, that's also a positive in that environment. It's such a special group, isn't it? You had so many special teammates and we talked earlier on about how everyone was rallying around you. I think they wanted to win it for you almost <laughs> just as much for, uh, for them. Was it a difficult season for you though, Ali, knowing that you were going to retire at the end of it? Because obviously it was, it was such a special ending, mm -hmm. but throughout the season to go through those games thinking, okay, this could be my last, did it weigh on you emotionally in any way? It did. I think halfway through towards the end, I started to, you know, really um, think about, okay, this could be my last game, so I need to really give it everything. Um, but at the beginning of the year, it was more, you know, fun and exciting, and I was happy to make the announcement so that I could just let everybody know and I could then breathe a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and then what was most important for me was to enjoy it with all of the fans and my family and friends. You know, if they were unable to come to, you know, a game in our hometown, then they could actually plan a trip to come and see one of the games. And I think that was fair for everything that they've done for me over the years and the fans and supporters to just give them a little piece, um, you know, to to really make time to come and enjoy to see me play last, you know, one last game was was really important to me. I didn't want to wait until the end of the season and say, okay, I'm retiring, because I really didn't. At the time, I, I was really confident in, you know, in making this just like a fun, exciting, enjoyable season. And then we started to, you know, make it in the top six, and then yeah. we were kind of winning, and I was like, okay, well, now we really have to win, because I, we didn't come this far just to come this far. But you had far. six farewell games. Yeah, exactly. really. It was a farewell tour. Yes, I was actually great. lucky enough to be at your last regular season game. Thank mm -hmm. you for the invite. Mm -hmm. And I got to be in a, in a room full of your friends and family mm -hmm. and people from your life. And there was this overall feeling that, like, it's cool we got to see this game. But even though it wasn't felt, felt like it wasn't the last minute, this isn't the last game we're going to see. And especially when you win, you win in the fashion you did that goal line clearance of yours. Mm. Everyone's like, bro, they, they're good enough. Because if you lost that game, you're not in the playoffs. No. But everyone was like, bro, they're good enough to actually win this whole thing. I mean, look at this clearance. This is absolutely incredible. We were going absolutely ballistic in that moment. And the first thing you do is you're on the ground. Oh and you're like, don't make me do all this work on my own, ladies. <laughs> uh, it's just one of those moments where it feels like this team got even further galvanized than they already were. Being around your friends and family, all of us were like, oh, yeah, they're probably going all the way. Did you feel like that on the pitch at that moment? I did. I did. And I, I didn't realize that if that you know, that shot would have went in that we wouldn't have made playoffs. And so in that moment, um, I don't know if I was just naive or I just wasn't paying attention to the other games or what, what it was. Um, not that I didn't care. I just didn't know. And, and then uh, finding out later that that is kind of what helped us get to the, you know, slide into to the sixth place. Um, that was really rewarding. And I, I was just, you could see, I started to slow up a little bit there at the end. I was like, you know, put on, you know, like pump the brakes there to make sure you're in line with her. But um, no, I just wanted to give everything because I wasn't sure if it was going to be my last. And so I might as well. And so I put everything into that. And I wanted the team to just get motivated by watching, you know, how hard I was willing to work for each and every one of them. That's awesome. So it's so special watching those back. When you think about Gotham this season and, and the, the signings that they've made, what mm -hmm. are your expectations of them moving forward? Because now it feels like there's a pressure on them in a different way, isn't it, to go out and repeat as champions again? I mean, yeah, it's back-to-back -back or bust. You know, back-to-back -back championship 
with you know, these names? Wins. Yeah, I mean, I left and they were like, okay, uh, we need to. <laughs> we need Look how much to... easier your job would have been. <laughs> Can I just stay? I mean, I'll just have a like, drink in the back. Right, right, the branch, bro. I mean, you know, I, I could still, I'd still be available to play the home games if you really need me. Um, no, they're gonna be, they're gonna be quite okay. Um, I'm gonna be cheering from the sidelines, but it's so impressive to see mm-hmm. all these big names coming. And sometimes it is difficult. Right. When you have a lot of big names, because I had that in Orlando, there were a lot of, Mm. you know, we had a lot of firepower, a lot of national team players, but we just couldn't figure it out. I don't know if, you know, where that stemmed from, but maybe it just wasn't. We weren't set up for success and maybe the leadership, you know, wasn't just the right fit. So it should it will be interesting. But I know how good the leadership is Mm -hmm. here and I know um, how great uh, Juan and and his staff are at getting the person the right fit um, together on the field to perform their best. And so it'll be exciting. I have no doubt that they will be back in the top six this no season. Pressure. No, no pressure. No pressure. But don't mess it up. <laughs> don't lose this <laughs> game for Ali. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>